Hello, this is your alternative football show on the left side. When I'm still sitting or being the manager of Crystal Palace, I will give 100%. Hello, I'm Jim. This is your regular rundown of all that is funny from the world of football. And if we're talking funny, obviously, this week, we start with Crystal Palace. Now, even for Palace, sacking a manager after just 77 days in the job is impressive. The departure of Frank de Boer is the kind of U-turn that even Theresa May would be proud of. There should be no general election until 2020. As Steve Parrish and co decided against the, quote, evolution over a period of time strategy and instead pulled the plug on their sexy football affair with a Dutch master. Instead, they have turned to the less attractive, slightly dowdy, but nonetheless reliable English option. Maybe Frankie can take some heart that his stint of 77 days was at least a week longer than Big Sam Allardyce managed as England boss. And a whole more three games too. But then I guess he didn't get a free run at a Chinese buffet and a pint of wine out of the deal either. In fact, Big Sam was one of the names supposedly on the list to replace the outgoing Dutchman and was pretty keen to rule himself out of the running early For doors. For me, I wouldn't be ready to come back as I'm enjoying my life too much at the moment. I really hope that Big Sam enjoying his life is the way I imagine it would be. I see him sitting on his sofa in his pants watching Jeremy Kyle and demolishing a Greg's steak bake. Well, that's what I'd do if I'd been handed a million pound payout from the FA. So with one failed ex-England manager out of the picture, it was time to turn to a second failed ex-England manager and walking Roy Hodgson. I personally can't wait for him to take charge. And as long as he can convince Christian Benteke to play centre-back and Wayne Hennessy to take corners, I'm sure he'll be able to mimic his England success perfectly. Roy, however, seems confident and he's describing his appointment as very very rewarding. And with a rumoured £1 million bonus if he keeps Palace up this season, it's hard to argue that it will be rewarding. But you've still got to feel a little bit sorry for De Boer, right? Ten weeks is no time for anyone to make an impact in their job, and I'm sure there was loads that the Dutchman wanted to achieve during his time in England. I mean, his tenure was so short, he didn't even have time to make enemies with Jose Mourinho. This week, the special one has decided once again to start up another personal spat with a member of the footballing fraternity by creating bad blood between himself and Mark Hughes after he refused to shake the angry Welshman's hand after United's clash with Stoke. Now, I'm sure it's just coincidence that his angry gestures and storming out of the press interview comes directly after a particularly poor display from his Manchester United team, meaning the press are talking about a forgotten handshake rather than a poor on-field display. Yes, pure coincidence. But anyway, Hughes can now join a long list of sworn footballing enemies for Jose, including Arsene Wenger, Rafa Benitez, Diego Costa, Carlo Ancelotti, Antonio Conte, Pep Guardiola, Manuel Pellegrini, every referee that's ever refereed a game in that team doctor, and himself in the mirror every morning, I imagine. I tell you to go. This time, the problem arose when Hughes pushed Jose out of the Stoke technical area during the game, telling him to fuck off in the process. Then Jose ignored Hughes's outstretched hand at the final whistle. 
Two events that the Stoke City manager was obviously struggling to connect. First of all, and why didn't he shake hands with you? I don't know why. Yeah, as I said, it's the pushing him and telling him to fuck off, I think, Mark. Now it was Jose's turn, never one to make a mountain out of a molehill, to get his own giant wooden spoon out. You know, at the end of a game like that, it'd be nice if everybody shook hands. I sort of think Mark Hughes was a little disappointed there wasn't a handshake. You know, I prefer not to, to answer to the question because your question is really a, a bad question. If in doubt, blame the question, blame the journalist, blame anyone but your own team's lack of ability when faced for the first time this season with a team containing more fights than a road-killed rabbit. But if Jose got the hump with that BBC reporter, he must have been spitting at Garth Crook's post-game comments. The former Spurs man and BBC pundit used his laser focus to cut straight through all the pantomime and focus on the real issue with the Reds' disappointing show at the pottery. What was it to be? Recruitment? Or passing? Or tactical structure? I want to discuss Paul Pogba's new hairstyle. Ah. Okay then. This is from Crook's weekly Team of the Week feature on BBC Sport which features a red streak. Oh, no need to say any more, Garth. It's the red streak. No wonder they had problems. It's, I mean, uh, no, no, sorry, you lost me. You're going to have to explain. A hairstyle is not going to determine how well he can control a ball or make a pass, but it does say something about where his mind is at the moment. The key phrase for me there is, it's not going to determine how well he can control a ball or make a pass. In other words, so fucking what? You may as well have a moan about the colour of his underpants or his duvet cover on his bed at home for all it matters. Which in Pogba's case, I imagine both have a massive picture of his face on. But as you kind of point out, it doesn't matter. In fact, vanity is fine if it doesn't affect on-field performances most of the time. Spare a thought for Real Madrid's Marco Asensio, who missed this week's Champions League game with a rather bizarre injury. This is because he, he's got an infection on... caused by shaving his legs. Yes. Yeah, so it gave him a pimple on his leg and it meant that he couldn't pull his socks on. And thus, unable to play football. It is, without doubt, the greatest injury ever. Well done, Asensio. That is it for another On The Left Side. You know what to do now. Go and subscribe to this podcast. Click on the button. Do it now. You'll never miss another show. Plus, while you're doing stuff online when you probably should really be working, give us a follow on Twitter, at On The Left Side, for a whole load more funny football stuff that we do. For you, for free. And I will see you next time. Bye. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Selverson for Abrupt Audio. (laughs) 